Hello and welcome into the $700 million podcast, Burgers and Brats. Just kidding, I wish I was worth that much. If Shohei Otani was hosting, it would be. But, gotta deal with me, Braxton Coe, who is not worth that much. I've got a great episode for y'all. Happy Friday. I mean, Shohei Otani's big contract, other MLB news. We got Draymond Green getting suspended indefinitely. We got the SEC football schedule being released. And NFL Week 15 is coming. So we got just a few more weeks of NFL action before the playoffs. Got a lot to break down and going to do all of that. But before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And hopefully you're watching live on Millions.co at Burgers and Brats. All right. Uh, let's, let's start with uh, kind of some of that breaking news that has been going on this week in the sports world. Uh, Shoei Otani, a 10-year, $700 million contract. That is a lot of money. That is a ton of money to get. That's 10 years, uh, $70, million, $70 million a year. What a lucky guy. That is a lucky guy to be getting that much, not having to pitch for at least uh, one of those years, probably two of those years. Uh, contract, it costs a lot of money. I mean, just kind of breaking it down, uh, got some of these other stats here. But the contract costs more than eight other teams' payrolls combined. Eight other teams' payrolls. The A, the Oakland A's, the Oakland Athletics, in the last 10 seasons have only spent $667 million total. In 10 years, $667 million total on their team. And Shea Otani gets uh, $700 million for 10 years. That's one person. So that, that is a lot. The Dodgers also could have signed every single running back in the NFL for the remainder of their contract for the price of Otani. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, current... So current NFL MVP favorite, Brock Purdy, on his current salary, would have to play for 805 years to make Shohei Otani's new contract. 805 years. <laughs> Ridiculous stuff going on. And then, uh, so Otani's record, it beat Mike Trout's record-setting contract, which was $426 million at the time, and it beat uh, Alex Rodriguez's uh Second record-setting contract, which was at two hundred seventy-five million, so he has the largest largest contract by I mean almost double. Uh, Mike Trout was four twenty-six. Alex Rodriguez was two two hundred seventy-five million. So Shohei Otani's contract seven seventy million a year, five point eight three million dollars a month, one point four million dollars a week, two hundred seven thousand dollars a day. $8,630 an hour, $143 a minute, and $2.39 a second. That is just, I can't even put this into words. I wish I would have played baseball. Mothers, fathers, if you have children, which obviously that means you do, your mother and father, put your kid in baseball. Go get him a bat and a glove. Make him pitch. Make him hit. Because he is going to be making a ton of money in the major league. So, uh, 
I don't think anyone's worth $700 million, especially when you're coming off uh, two uh, Tommy John surgeries, UCL joint surgeries. Uh, he's a special talent, obviously, but I, I just don't think anyone is worth that much money, uh, especially when you beat the record contract by almost double uh, before that. So, yeah, they're going to win some games for the Dodgers, but they're also going to lose some uh, 83 win Colorado Rockies or. 80 win Cincinnati Reds team in the NLCS when it ha when it comes to it next year because that's what the Dodgers do no matter all the great players they have so really I, it really didn't even move the needle on me them winning the uh, them winning the World Series because I mean they had Mike Trout they had okay it was really Mike Trout and Shohei Otani but they had nobody around him but still uh, if if they weren't even make the playoffs and everything. Uh, who knows, but Shohei Otani is a special talent. I don't think anyone's worth that money, but congrats to the fellow for getting $700 million. So that, that's just crazy, crazy news. Uh, mothers, fathers, put your kids in baseball. Do it now. All right, Heisman news. Jaden Daniels won the 2023 Heisman Trophy. So, I mean... I, I, pre I predicted Jane Daniels to win the Heisman at the beginning of the year. I, before the season started, I said J Jane Daniels is going to win the Heisman. I thought LSU would be playing in the SEC Championship game and the uh, Final Four. That did not happen. Uh, I, I think Jane Daniels probably is the best player in college football, but I think Michael Penix should have won the Heisman uh, going undefeated, being a two-seed, beating Oregon twice, winning, not just making their conference championship, but winning their conference championship. I think Michael Penix Jr. deserved, uh, probably deserved the Heisman. But Jane Daniels balled out. I think Jane Daniels, I, he, he was uh, the best uh, player in the country. But uh, I'm not mad that he won. I, I picked him to win. I, I think he deserved it. But uh, just based off recent recent years, I mean, the last two years, it had, making the championship game and uh, Final Four and kind of major bowl game hasn't really impacted the Heisman as well. So as much but uh jane daniels wins the 2023 heisman best player in college football uh, really is brawny uh lebron james jr made his usc debut this this weekend so uh, that was fun to watch uh, even had a chase down block like his father does all the time so good to see father and son uh there uh, now the uh, NBA, NBA wise, uh, where Bronny will end up, Pistons, Spurs, Wizards—they're all one in fifty-four over the last fifty-five games, and one of those wins was the Wizards over the Pistons. So it—that—that <laughs> that is just terrible basketball from these people, uh, from these three teams. Just terrible. One in fifty-four over the last fifty-five games. Other NBA news: Giannis. Uh, scored 64 points over the Pacers the other night and then got very upset when he did not get receive the game ball uh, chasing the opposing team into their locker room which if you watch a video at the end of the game a Bucks equipment manager or, a, or assistant coach gets the rebound uh, so he gets the ball I don't know how the Pacers ended up with the ball from there but uh, it, it was kind of funny because I mean Indiana rookie scored his first points and uh, they got the ball. If 
If I was the Pacers, I, <laughs> if Giannis comes into the locker room, I'm saying, nobody's getting this ball, and I'm popping it. I'm popping the ball, and no one's getting it. But it was just kind of funny, kind of weird the way Giannis was reacting to that. I mean, even after the game, saying that the ball that he received didn't feel like the ball that he he was playing with the whole game. So that, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with Giannis, but 64 points, but 32, rebound, 32 free throws. 32 free throws to get 64 points. I, dude, I do not. I don't like that. I do not like that. Uh, Giannis, great player, but man, you can't go to make 27 of 32 free throws and and get a 64 point game. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't really like that, but uh, 60 point games, pretty impressive, uh, nonetheless, I guess. So, uh, let's go to the SEC schedule. Staying in uh, just the sports headlines. SEC schedule came out this weekend. Now, being as an Oklahoma Sooner fan and kind of uh, talking more about the Oklahoma Sooners, let's talk about this their schedule real quick first. So, opens up at home September 21st against Tennessee. Then you go to Auburn that following week. Then you have an open on the first week of October. Then you play Dal or you play Texas and Dallas on October 12th, followed by a home game versus South Carolina. Then at Ole Miss, October 26th, you get a, another, technically another bye week with Maine, November 2nd, home game. And then you're at Missouri, November 9th, uh, open date, November 16th. And then you have to play Alabama at home on November 23rd, and then go to Baton Rouge and play LSU on November 30th. Now, this Oklahoma team, uh, they, they've got some great defensive players coming in. They've got great offense players coming in. You're going to have a, your five-star plus Gatorade Player of the Year quarterback Jackson Arnold coming in and starting in a tough league, but you'll have three uh, pretty decent games to get a feel of how good that Jackson Arnold can be before heading into the SEC versus a Houston team that's not bad and then a Tulane team that uh, can actually be really good. So uh, you'll, you'll get a good feel for how uh, good Jackson Arnold is on the football field, but starting with at home versus Tennessee, top 25 team this year. We'll see how they do. Joe Millen come back. Josh Heupel having another year, but Josh Heupel kind of fades into his 10 years at head coaches or uh, positionings. And then you have at Auburn, who was not a great team. They lose New Mexico State at home, but then should have been Alabama. Played tough against Georgia, so it is not a good place to play at Harris Stadium in Auburn. That could be a tough one, but should be a win uh, looking at it head-to-head. And then you have a bye week, and then you get you get a full bye week, two weeks to prepare for Texas, the team that which you have owned in the last uh, 20 years. Uh, you've dominated that series, and I think you've won, you, you've won a ton in the last 10 years, even this past year when you were supposed to get beat pretty bad. So Oklahoma has Texas number. That should be a win. South Carolina should be a win. No Spencer Rattler break. Uh, Shane Beamer has not done a good job their last two years and don't expect it to get any better this year. Really, I think the first loss, maybe maybe second loss, OU Texas is always up in the air, but I mean the first real, you could say, upset or pick against Oklahoma is, is probably the Ole Miss game at Ole Miss. Tough place to play. Uh, Jackson Dart's come back. Lane Kiffin's looking good with that team, but uh, Ole Miss could be maybe the first loss on the schedule. Then you have Maine, should be a win. 
at Missouri you should win. I think Missouri is a very highly overrated team. Uh, did not have a tough schedule at all. Very, very easy schedule for the SEC this past year. Uh, and then you have another open. and So you have a full two weeks to prepare, prepare for Alabama coming into your place in Norman for what is going to be probably a phenomenal atmosphere and could decide an SEC playoff, anything going into that late in the season. And then LSU. At LSU, is always impossible to win at. Uh, I mean, Brian Kelly, they've looked good the last few years. Uh, this LSU team usually has one great year and then a couple off years, and a great year and then a couple off years. But I mean, they've looked good the last uh, two years. So this LSU team could be here to stay as a pretty dominant factor in the SEC. But, I mean, really, I think worst-case scenario is 9-3. and three. I, I think three losses at LSU, maybe Bama, Ole Miss, Texas, that's, that's four really kind of could-be-doubtful games. And Oklahoma knows Sooner Magic knows how to win those games. I think you can at least pull out. You're definitely gonna pull out one, maybe two. So I really think ten and two, uh, maybe even eleven one. You get lucky a uh, one game going in. One of these teams is down. I mean, it's towards the end of the year, or you could get a team early in the year and uh, they're not clicking. So I, I think maybe ten and two, eleven and one for the schedule. Uh, if you're going in to, if you get past Texas and you're six and zero. Oh, you got a lot of good things in front of you, and I think you could be 7-0 heading into Ole Miss for that game. Uh, otherwise, in the college, in the uh, SEC, I mean, you got really good games. Georgia, Alabama's playing each other. Uh, Tennessee and Alabama, uh, and they play Georgia. So, uh, kind of looking up some of these other uh, games. It's going to be fun. Uh the SEC, I think, had a down year this year. But, uh, I mean, you get Oklahoma and Texas into the conference who, I mean, big-time brands, big-time programs, and it doesn't get any easier for them. Uh, this year, I think, I think the last few years, they've kind of been going down. But uh, week one... Or week two, we get Texas-Michigan. That's not even a SEC game, but also in the SEC. Um, let's see. Week three, you get Georgia-Kentucky, Texas A&M-Florida, LSU-South Carolina. Week four is Tennessee-Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas-Auburn. Week five, you got Georgia at Alabama, Oklahoma at Auburn, uh, arkansas and Texas A&M, week six, uh, Auburn at Georgia could be a great one, week seven, OU Texas, Ole Miss LSU, Florida Tennessee, week eight, Georgia at Texas, uh, Alabama at Tennessee, Kentucky at Florida, week nine, OU Ole Miss, LSU at A&M, You got Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee, Week 11, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, Florida, Texas, Week 12, Tennessee, Georgia, LSU at Florida, Week 13, you got Ole Miss at Florida, uh, and Texas A&M at Auburn. So, I mean, these are just some great games that we're going to get 
SEC should be up a little bit this uh, next year uh, with these two programs coming in. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be really fun to watch in the SEC. All right, while we're on the college football panel, let's go and break down some of these kind of top bowl games that are coming up this week. So we're finally into bowl season. And i got a few games, not some great games going on, but, I mean, it's football nonetheless. And uh, these kids are playing their – some of them playing their last game for their school. And uh, there, there are going to be some fun games on here. I think some high-scoring games this first week uh, especially. So let's start with uh, the Avocado from Mexico's Cure Bowl in Orlando, Florida on this Saturday. Uh, we got Appalachian State versus Miami, Ohio. App State, a six and a half point favorite in this one, even though they're six and six, and Miami, Ohio is ten and two on the year. And App State is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, Miami, Ohio quarterback though is not playing in this game, so um, they're gonna have to rely uh, on their uh, running back Rashad Amos, uh, five yards per carry. Uh, my or Appalachian State's quarterback Joey Aguilar. 3,500 yards, 33 touchdowns on the year. So this guy's been balling. Somehow they're only 6-6. Six and six. The last kind of Their losses, they really haven't put up points. Uh, it's going to be offense versus defense. Offense with Appalachian State defense, Miami of Ohio. Both teams great on the road playing away from their home, home bases, and you do that in a bowl game. Uh, Appalachian's record really doesn't reflect kind of – how good of a team this can be I mean with statistically their players uh, they do allow 28 points per game though while Miami Ohio only allows 16 points a game uh, Miami Ohio 10 and 2 versus the spread or against the spread so I, I do like Miami Ohio to keep it a little closer here but the and, and why is there no love for the Mac champions the Mac champs Miami of Ohio uh, Ben Roethlisberger give them some love but I'm going to go with Appalachian State in this one. I just like the firepower and offense, and Miami of Ohio, nope, they don't have their starting quarterback in this game. Uh, and, I mean, we know what App State does. Uh, I mean, the big-time programs and uh, in some of these games, they just win, win, win. So give me App State in this one, 28-25. to 25. All right, we got the Boca Raton Bowl uh, next Thursday. That's coming up next Thursday. Uh, US, U, USF versus Syracuse. Syracuse a three-point favorite in this one. Uh, South Florida's quarterback Byron Brown, 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns. Syracuse, though, has a 1,000-yard rusher with Allen, but that's on 224 attempts, so not super effective running the ball, but you can see they they love to run him. They, they love to use him up, uh, rely on him for uh, them getting some wins this year. Uh, Byron Brown, uh, like I said, has done great this year. I mean, over 3,000 yards, a lot of touchdowns, and they're at number 15th total in offense. But this is the big kicker. They're 131st in total defense. So offense and defense. I mean, it's a Lincoln-Riley team right here. This is Oklahoma. But uh, UCF, or USF has got to get some stops, and they can't. I mean, with 131st ranked defense, you don't get stops. So you got to score points. you got to score every single possession. Uh, both are a total of 0-3 versus the top 25. Both, uh, I mean, do rely on the ground game, though. 185 yard, rushing yards per game, yeah, even there. But USF, I mean, they allow 34 points a game. Uh, I, can't pick a, I can't pick a team that allows uh, 
that many points a game. And the over-under is 61. Take the over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who can stop who in this game? Give me Syracuse uh, winning this one. All right, the Starco Brands L.A. Bowl in Inglewood, California, uh, this Saturday. Boise State versus UCLA, which uh, should be a pretty fun matchup. Uh, UCLA, four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one, but there's no more. Uh, uh, quarterback Moore for UCLA is not playing in this one. Uh, exciting Boise State team, though. They've won five of their last six. They fire their head coach uh, in the middle of the season, and they went on to win Mountain West Conference. So uh, overcoming adversity and uh, putting a team together for this. Uh, Spencer Daniels, uh, Danielson. Uh, for Boise State, who's been the interim coach since then, has done a really good job. I mean, getting them to fight and uh, ultimately win the MWC. Uh, so, uh, UCLA, they're without their Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year and offensive lineman and their defense coordinator and their quarterback for this one. <laughs> they're down a lot of people for the Bruins. Uh, Boise, State quarter, uh, Boise State running back, uh, Jointy. 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, but he's also their leading receiver. Yeah, Jinty is also their leading receiver. Their running back is uh, has the most receiving yards on the team for Boise State. UCLA, a top 11 offense, uh, but with no more, uh, or no, their quarterback more, uh, with him not being there, uh, it's definitely going to slow down. Boise State, a pretty stiff defense, so that's going to be uh, definitely to their advantage. UCLA, Three of their last losses, they scored a total of 24 points. May not even get to that in this game. Boise State has scored 40-plus in three of their last four uh, games. And it's going to be fun. Uh, UCLA, you got to rely heavily on your running back, uh, steal, and stop uh, Boise State's 214 rushing yards per game. I think Boise State uh, just don't have the opt-outs and didn't lose as much, and uh, fighting for a lot more. I think they go and get the win, 35-28. to 28. A lot of points in this one. And then finally, uh, the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Cal versus Tech. Tech a three-point favorite in this one. Uh, really a big disappointing for season for some Texas Tech fans and a lot of people in the media. I did not think Texas Tech would have a great season. They finished 6-6, six and six and that's really where I expected them. Not to be great, not to contend for anything. That's what Texas Tech does. Uh, both quarterbacks, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Yeah, exactly identical uh, stat lines here for these quarterbacks. And I mean, both are lackluster offensively and defensively, but they've got 1,000-yard rushers on both sides. California, 0-5 versus the top 25. Can the offense get a spark uh, with the run game? Uh, it might be a quick and low-scoring game. Nah, it's going to be a shootout in this one with these teams. No one can stop anyone. Couldn't come down to the final possession. I think 31-28. Give me Texas Tech in this game. Uh, it, I, as long as these games are high-powered uh, offenses and fun like that, I know no, I will watch them. I'll watch them. As long as people are scoring points, I'll watch it no matter the team. All right, that's my bold picks for the first week of bowl season. We'll be back next week predicting uh, the uh, some more major, bigger bowl games coming up. All right, on this day in history, uh, 1773, the Boston Tea Party. 1903, the Wright brothers make their first sustained motorized aircraft flight. 
and then 1939, Gone with the Wind premieres in Atlanta. It won the 1940 Best Picture and the highest grossing film ever. Uh, inflation not adjusted to that, but a great movie there. Uh, happy Birthday, uh, Beethoven, Pope Francis, Manny Pacquiao, and Bill Pullman. Happy Birthday, that's On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner I Care. All right, let's go on to the NFL. A week 14 is in the books. Uh, Patriots got an offense. They scored a few points uh, this week, uh, but uh, still not a great team uh, overall. Uh, they'll be looking to make some changes, possibly with Bill Belichick, who is apparently on the hot seat. I mean, I'll believe that when I see it. I, I don't see them getting rid of Bill Belichick. Uh, but I, I, I gotta, that's got to happen for me to believe that because I don't believe Robert Kraft's going to get rid of Bill Belichick unless Bill Belichick's just like, yeah, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Otherwise, don't see it happening. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh 21-18. to So, Pittsburgh, you are terrible. You suck, uh, for real. Uh, last Thursday, CJ Stroud, uh, looks like he's got a concussion. His status still up in the air at four this weekend so don't know how the young rookie phenom quarterback is going to be if he's going to be playing uh afc there are six seven and six teams six yeah <laughs> there's way too many uh, there's a crowded field in the afc and i mean the nfc is not much different but uh there is a crowded field for the playoffs these next three weeks or, or four weeks are going to be phenomenal uh it, Every game matters from this point on. Dallas, a big win in Big D. I, I, I think I believe I picked the Cowboys to go in and win. I just thought the Eagles, they played five just super tough teams uh, coming in to this game. Maybe, maybe it was four. This was the fifth. But, uh, yeah, Dallas looked really good in a dominating win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, uh, if they play uh, again, maybe I'll take the Eagles But after a few weeks. But... Uh, great win for Dallas, and I think Dak can really solidify himself as an MVP frontrunner with, uh, I think, another win this week. And Dallas, I think they're legit. I think you can say they're legit as a playoff Super Bowl contender for sure. Uh, Buffalo, they're back. Uh, they beat Kansas City uh, in a phenomenal game towards the end where Patrick Mahomes was crying to the officials. I thought that was pretty sad and Really pitiful what Patrick Mahomes was saying to Josh Allen at the end. Oh, that was freaking terrible. Uh, offensive offsides. Shouldn't have called that. But, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs um, threw a touchdown pass. Threw a pass to Travis Kelsey. He lateraled it back and uh, to Kadarius Toney for a touchdown, which would have won the Chiefs the game. But instead, Kadarius Toney lined up offsides on offense. And they called the playback. And, I mean, he was offside. So, it's, it's really weird and funny how Chiefs fans are so mad at the officials when Tony was offsides on the play uh, plain as day and they say people don't call it it's been called 11 times this year already it was called three times last year and I think maybe like once the year before but it's been already been called 11 times this year so don't say oh they don't call that ever it was stupid like, it, it was really sad and just uh, it was just weird seeing not not a good sight, and you felt sorry for Patrick Mahomes kind of just going out there after the official like that after the game, and I mean still during the game, just after they called it. 
but uh, we'll see. Uh, it was a little apologetic after, but still not a great look. Uh, Tampa Bay leads the NFC South after a win over Atlanta. Baker Mayfield, another game-winning drive. Uh, Baltimore wins on a punt return in overtime. That those two punt return over two punt returns in overtime for game winners this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did make the start, but uh, did not look great. They lost to the Browns, thirty-one uh, twenty-seven, and then Zach Wilson got a big win over the Texans. So starter in uh, the New York is Zach Wilson. The Giants, Danny DeVito, story of the week, getting a win over Green Bay. I mean, a last-second win uh, going in and Sopranos moment, getting the win. Great for New York, great for the Italian family, great for Danny DeVito. And then Miami was up, I believe, 14 points with three minutes left in the game. Ended up losing to the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis is him. I try to tell y'all, y'all should take Will Levis uh, as a top five pick, and they didn't want to take Will Levis. I, I knew Will Levis was gonna be good, and it looks it's off to a great start. Uh, I mean, the last few weeks, especially when you come back from fourteen down with three minutes left in the NFL game, <coughs> pretty tough to do. So uh, that's kind of that last week in the NFL. Week fifteen, a Thursday night football game just ended. Raiders, uh, <coughs> they lost, you know how they lost three to nothing last week against the Vikings. They just won uh, sixty three. They just put up sixty three points on the Los Angeles Chargers. They won sixty three to twenty one. <coughs> A team that couldn't score any points last week went in and put sixty three points up on the Chargers, their most in franchise history. So that was Thursday night football. Finally, fun to watch. All right. Some of the top games uh, for the weekend. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay, a three-point favorite in this one at Lambeau. Love and the Packers kind of brought back down to earth. Uh, Love, I mean, was balling out the last two weeks, but uh, did lose to the Giants this past weekend. Bucks and Bake lead the division. Really should have a few more wins under the belt, but that defense has just been atrocious. I think it ranks 31st or so in the league. Uh, both quarterbacks, 3,000 yards, 44 total touchdowns. Yeah, Tampa Bay, 31st in total defense against the pass. And Doran Love's been looking good with his arm the last few weeks. Uh, but both bottom percentile on offense and defense. So expect, I mean, it's going to be a close game. Will, will these defenses show up? Probably not. Will the other offenses? Probably. That's kind of how that works. Uh, it really comes down to which quarterback makes less amount of mistakes. Uh, which quarterback's more careful with the ball? Because, I mean, neither team can run the football. So you got to rely on their quarterbacks and don't throw interceptions. Uh, and where's Mike Evans been after becoming a 1,000-yard receiver? Where has he been? Get him the ball, Baker. Uh, he's, he's a great receiver for a reason. Uh, I, I think the Bucks a little fewer better, few better players for them. Just can they get any stops? Give me Tampa Bay 23-21 to 21 over the Green Bay Packers. All right, Broncos at Lions. Uh, it, it should be a fun game, a Saturday night game, uh, playoff implications, especially for the Denver Broncos who win and just pretty much solidify themselves getting into the playoffs with their remaining schedule. Uh, Goff, has, he's been great. He's great, but a quiet year at 3,400 yards, 
Mont St. Brown, 1,000 yards receiving, and this Detroit this Detroit offense has is the number third in the league. Denver, bottom tier defense, uh, but 24 forced turnovers, and that's why this team is winning games because the defense is giving back to. I mean, not a great offense, but a decent offense. Cortland Sutton is emerging. Run game's kind of getting there. Russell Wilson is getting dangerous again, but. Uh, still got to score more points for Denver, especially with this Lions offense that knows how to put the ball in the end zone. And, I mean, Denver is the hottest team right now. Uh, both 3-1 in the non-con. Detroit 7-0 and and Denver 7-1 and when scoring first. So both these teams can score. Uh, both these teams can, and uh, they like to hold their leads, which is good for both. Uh, both, though, have been in six one-score games, and I expect this one to come down to a one-score game uh, towards the end. And... Russ needs zero interceptions for that to happen, and I think he can with the way he's been playing. And I think Denver wins 24-21. to I think Denver gets another great win. I mean, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now, and I don't expect it to slow down, especially with so much on the table. All right, AFC, uh, Sunday Night Football, Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Uh, T-Law back, like I said. They didn't miss any time, but... Did not play that well last week. He's got that hurt ankle. Baltimore, and it's not going to be great against this Baltimore, who's number two in defense and has the number one rushing offense. So you got a great defense you're going against. Then uh, Jacksonville, number four against the rush, though. So that, that is going to be an interesting matchup to watch how good Baltimore does uh, against a stout Jacksonville defense. Uh, how much Lamar uses his legs running the ball this week. Uh, both seven and two when scoring first. Baltimore uh, four and one in their last five, while Jacksonville is two and three. Uh, both quarterbacks do like to turn the ball over, and it, like I like most of these games, which quarterback has the least amount of turnovers and can capitalize uh, when their team gets a turnover for him or gets the ball inside the red zone. Uh, Ravens number one seed in the AFC, so don't look at them to uh, go in thinking they're too cocky to lose this game because uh, first seed is monstrous in this tight AFC race. Uh, don't fold, Baltimore. Do not fold. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 3,200 yards. Lamar, I, I think he does a lot with his arms, and I think he does a lot with the, he does do a lot with his legs because he is the leading rusher uh, for this Baltimore team, and I think they win 27-24 to over the Jaguars. All right, final game. Dallas at the Bills. Bills, two-point favorites in this one. I mean, probably if the Bills don't go into Arrowhead and win next, last week, the uh, Dallas is going to be favored in that one. But uh, Dallas, good win, and the Bills, a good win this past weekend. Uh, both quarterbacks, 3,500 yards, 53 total passing touchdowns. Uh, these quarterbacks, I mean, Josh Allen's got a lot of hate, especially for me. But they're getting it done through the air and on through the air with the touchdown passes. So uh, it's an entirely different animal. This Dallas defense we've seen it the last few weeks. We saw it last week against a really good Eagles offense. Uh, CD Lamb, one thousand yards. Diggs will go over one thousand yards this week. Uh, Dallas, a top four offense and a top four defense. So uh, this is probably the most complete team in the NFL. But they are three and three on the road and. Buffalo is no easy place to play. Luckily, weather conditions should be fair in this one. Bills definitely need a win for the playoffs to keep their playoff hopes alive. 
uh, and they're but they're three and six in one score games, and I, this can definitely come down to that, or it can go to a Dallas blowout. So uh, we'll see which one happens. Slot Dak Prescott, like I said, can solidify himself as MVP front runner with a win over the Bills, and I think they go in to Buffalo and get a win, uh, twenty-eight to twenty-five. So that's going to be a great meme. Uh, I think America's game of the week. So that's going to be phenomenal to watch Dak and Josh Allen, especially with the big weeks they just had uh, previously. All right, let's go into on or let's go into my favorite segment. Who I'm sharing my burger and brought with uh, the cut of deforestation. Uh, deforestation across the Amazon rainforest has fallen 55 percent uh, this year. That is the lowest. Uh, since 2019 uh, 59% drop in Brazil uh, that Peru uh, they're uh, less decreased by one-thirds Colombia uh, two-thirds and then uh, Bolivia loss has dropped 60% and that is just great news because of uh, how much the Amazon rainforest absorbs uh, so much carbon dioxide to help uh, battle climate change. So, I mean, all these countries uh, just have dealt with so much loss for deforestation, but uh, really, it's their deforestation rates have dropped uh, tremendously this year. So that is great news for that and for the Amazon rainforest, for these countries, and the planet as a whole. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Glad we got to talk a little Heisman, some Shohei, some NBA, some NFL picks, and college football bowl games. So, uh, fun. See y'all next week. I'm breaking down some even bigger bowl games and the NFL action as we get closer to the end of the season. All right, everyone, take out. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And hopefully, you just watch on millions.co or you can go rewatch on millions.co uh, follow burgers and brats and we'll get some merch uh, on the website and then check out the burgers and brats podcast website burgersbratspodcast.com for all your officially licensed merch go get some merch in time for the holiday season thank you all for listening take care stay safe